they, like I think they played us a bit of their demo. He's like, oh, it's pretty cool, right? It's like medieval castle with no electricity. Like, it was really weird. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole time they were just saying like weird shit like that. They're like, oh, don't mind all these fruity keyboards. And like, it was it was the strangest experience. They jump on a horse right after they're done recording. They're like, see you later. Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, the show that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. We bring people from the music industry onto the show, such as promoters, photographers, musicians themselves, and have them tell some of the wildest stories they have from being in band culture. Any anecdote that they have with with being around that wild, crazy culture. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to on. Uh, check us out on our Instagram at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you're a band from Ontario and you want to be a part of the show in any capacity, hit me up directly, Banecdotes at gmail.com. Uh, we do these new music of the month episodes where we feature all the new music that's coming out of the province that month and we also do these throwback thursday episodes where uh, we dig up some old demos and such from bands that don't exist anymore from 10 to 20 to 30 years ago from ontario and then play them on the show so if you have anything of that nature send them my way i'd love to feature it on the show Shows are finally back with mask and proof of vaccination, of course, and there's lots of cool shows happening all over Ontario, and I'm here to tell you all about them this Friday. So two days from now, we got the annual Toys for Tots 3 that Cold Shoulder puts on. It's a charity drive where if you bring an unwrapped toy, you can get him for free. Cold Shoulder's playing with Dear God, Endgame, Final Declaration, Enemy of God, and Cohesion. And that's happening at the Hard Luck Bar in Toronto. And that's a 19-plus show. So if uh, you're underage, you can't make it, unfortunately. But those bands will be playing Toronto soon. Uh, and the folks in uh, Scoped Exposure Podcast, they'll be filming that show. Uh, so that's going to be a great time. Next day, in Hamilton, we got the Kill Room, which is an underground skate park. If you know uh, where it's at, you know where it's at. But if you don't know where it's at, feel free to ask me. I'll tell you where it is. But I can't actually advertise where the address is. We got Endgame, Rust, Die Alone, and Depth to Society. And Category 514. They're also playing that show. That's going to be a good time. And then the following day, Banecdotes presents Category 514. All the way from Montreal. Playing with our homies in Reality Denied. Cohesion's also playing, Gavel, and Last Wretch. That's happening in St. Catharines at the Warehouse. Make sure you get your online tickets at warehouse.com. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's, that's where we're at nowadays. Get your tickets online. There's no need to uh, pay bands and whatnot and do cash. Just freaking do everything online. Everything's online. December 12th in London, we got Falsifier, Underlier, Jock and Losing Sight. That's like the homie bill. That show is called Back to Business. Make sure you got your mask and proof of vaccination for that. $10 in advance. Again, get your tickets online. Cothra's playing a bunch of show in December. Starting off December 11th. 
16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, doing Brampton, Ottawa, Sherbrooke, Montreal, and ending in Hamilton. That band always puts on a hell of a show. Um, We also got January 1st. This just got announced. Wildside playing with Millspect, my band, Hellbent, Reality Denied, and Die Alone is opening up that show. Banecdotes also presents that show. That's going to be a great time. 18 bucks in advance. Make sure you get your tickets online. You can get them at uh, NiagaraWarehouse.com. January 5th, Teeth are putting on a show in Hamilton at the doors, but it's sold out. So if you don't have your tickets already, uh, you're out of luck. And lastly, in Brampton on January 14th, we have Year of the Knife playing with Cold Shoulder, Friction, Cohesion, and Real World is opening up that show. Make sure you go get your tickets online. Everything is online, folks. Go get them. It's going to be a hell of a show. All right, let's get into my guest this week. We have Nate from Gouge Out, and he also plays in the band Still Numb, which we learned from Ben, and he kind of touched on it a bit, that they kind of share a lot of the same members, but they do play a very different style and they do switch it up quite a bit. You know, Ben who plays drums and gouge out, he does vocals for still numb and, and uh, Nate plays bass and still numb, but in gouge out, he does vocals and he plays guitar at the same time. They put on a good show. Uh, I do start off our interview by saying that like when I did see them last, uh, it was only about half of their set because they had some technical errors. And then next thing you know, cops shut it down. So <laughs> I didn't get to see a full gouge out set. Uh, but what I did see was a pretty good time. We get into a really good uh, conversation with each other, uh, but I'll, I'll save it for the show. Let's get the show started off with a gouge out tune called flood myth here on anecdotes. Just like an
good afternoon, Nate. Good to see you. I think the last time I saw you was at the, the kill room that got shut down, like the one that Gaucho was playing. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the cohesion show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How you been? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. How's your day been so far? Uh, you know, not bad, actually. I got up uh, a little early, had some coffee. I went down. I got some vegan donuts at uh, Machino Donuts. I got to give them a shout out. That's like my weekend ritual. No, oh, nice, nice. And that's in uh, where, where are you living? You live in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. Right on. Machino Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's right by Christy Pitts. Oh, cool. Right on. Right on. I like if my wife is putting together already a bunch of christmas stuff so we're in the we're in the christmas swing in the house right now she's already got tunes going so that's my that's what my morning's been so far hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> christmas baked goods and, and the fun stuff oh I yeah hope. yeah looking forward to it um so uh i've let the listeners know by now what you do but tell us in your words what you do for the music community uh well i play in gouge out and still numb uh aside from that i also i just recently started recording a bit out of my house uh, hit me up if you want some you know some cheap singles uh uh yeah i uh, i aside from that i kind of just uh hang out go to a lot of shows um you've probably seen me around uh doing something dumb at a show and endangering myself uh, <laughs> uh and you do do you you do vocals in gaucho but you only play, do you play guitar or bass in uh still numb uh, i play bass in still numb that's right uh, i do do some backing vocals uh but it's mostly ben our, our lead vocalist it's it's a similar lineup but you get there's uh, one member that's uh not the same right that's how it is yeah 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 it's a uh, three out of four of the guys from still numb is gouged out at this point it kind of just happened by accident over time uh it just sort of was like we were all jamming together and we needed a bass player and you know it just sort of fell into place yeah so like you and your bands have been quite busy over the last year or so you know between recording this debut still numb record and already playing shows between both bands and uh arboral just came out so things things have been quite busy uh yeah and we actually just came back from uh the studio with uh with still numb as well we've got uh, a single or two i think on the way i don't have any definite dates for that but uh keep your ears to the ground so to speak oh fun fun uh where'd you record that uh, just at uh, with Ed Luchola over at 414 Recordings. He, yeah. uh, he actually did our first EP as well, which is uh, that's coming out on vinyl very soon uh, through Wormwood Records. Oh, you're putting it out on uh, vinyl? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wormwood is kind of handling all that. They've been really, really cool. Ooh, you have to uh, save me a copy. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, you, you know, new still numb. That's exciting. Yeah, gouge out. So is, is gouge out really uh, preparing for like a release, like a full like EP or like a like an LP? Uh, we've got a few singles on the way. Um, we, as you said, we just dropped Arboral and uh, House Fires coming out December thirty first. Uh, we just finished a video for Arboral and. Uh, also, a video for House Fire planned for the new year that's uh, being shot by Brendan Sinkovich and uh, Samantha Dotson. 
Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, like so, uh, and if, for those who don't know, uh, Cinco played in the band uh, uh, Trauma Lanes, but unfortunately, yeah. they just broke up. He's uh, he has some very cool new stuff on the way, though. Um, I can't really say too much, but I I, I know for a fact he's got some. Uh, he's not done. Yeah, cool. he's not done. He's yeah, still around. That's great, but that's awesome that he's because uh, I know that he was going to school for film. That's awesome that I I you know he's doing music videos. That's great to see. Yeah, hit him up if you uh, if you want a music video done. Uh, give him a shout. So, how long has Gouge Joe been a band for? Uh, a couple years. Um, I guess it kind of started back in like 2018, uh, like late 2018. So I guess technically 2019. But um, in its in its current form, it's been around for about a year. Um, we kind of took a while off during like the pandemic and everything to sort of figure out what we were doing direction wise and member wise. And we've kind of come out of it, I think uh, with like a, a bit of a new energy that I'm pretty, I'm very excited about actually. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. And you guys recorded with Nick, right? The first uh, like EP there. Yeah. The first gouge EP we did at uh, uh schoolhouse with Nick. Uh, he really killed it on that. Um, so that's been out for a while now. That came out March 13th of 2020. Oh, wow. uh, it's wild to think how long ago that was. That was literally the last thing we did before the whole lockdown situation was that release show. That's wild. That's wild. Gouja is part of this like new like wave screamo thing that we're going through, which is super rad. What are some of the bands that have inspired you in like the screamo genre that like necessarily aren't around anymore? Like what are the, I, I want you to name off some of the ones that are probably ones that I grew up listening to. So it's kind of funny that you say that I sort of um, I started getting like I was really into like post hardcore from like the 90s, like at the drive in and Fugazi and like drive like Jehu and that kind of shit. Um, and then I found like the locust and a lot of like heavier kind of screamy stuff like that. And I started to get reacquainted with heavier shit through like power violence, mostly like infest and Charles Bronson and that kind of shit. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. And then sort of when I was working, I was actually working in a little company called El Cheapo. Uh, shout out to any El Cheapo dudes who are out there listening. I know there's some. Of you. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a couple. I mean, that that's the company that Breezy worked at with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I met Breezy there and we were just kind of talking about like hardcore bands and shit. And he showed me the chariot for the first time and like it was fucking all over. It was just Breezy showed you the chariot, eh? Yeah, yeah. And I immediately I was like, okay, I like Matthew Screamo Metalcore now. Like that's just who I am now. Like, oh man. <laughs> the chariot is such a fucking important band, especially growing up. Now, like they melted my brain, dude. I was like <laughs> not ready for that. I was like, oh my goodness. So when I, I'll be entirely honest, when I first heard the chariot, um, I was really into metalcore. Like we're talking like for the fallen dreams, like a day to remember, kind of like the average bullshit, like metalcore. And I didn't necessarily like the chariot when I first heard it, because I was like, there's no fucking breakdowns. Like there's no, like, where's the chugga, chugga, chugga. And, uh, mm. Got the I'm, typewriter wrist, the, the printer. The <laughs> but then eventually, yeah. like, I don't know how I came around to it, but like they, they're such a timeless record. Like all those records, like they they they're heavy and they're in in their oh, they're so raw and aggressive. Have you ever seen them live? Did you ever see them live? I didn't get to see them live, but I, oh. I, I 
one of my like pre-show rituals i just watch a bunch of chariot footage and get all hyped up watching it even even seeing it on video it's just like they're fucking they're animals dude they're wild they're they're crazy so the only time i ever saw them was a warp tour set which is you know if you've ever been to warp tour it's only like a 20 minute set so like you get like a little tease of the band uh i can't i think the drummer set up in the the middle of the pit and everybody did like a circle pit around it it was pretty sick that's amazing yeah um, I when I saw Godmother, they did the, they were doing this thing for a while, at least on their last tour, where like the singer he has like a hundred foot XLR and he comes out with his mic into the pit and has everybody do limbo under his mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like that. I like that. Have you listened to Scoggins like uh, new projects like sixty eight? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that the, yeah, the, they're the, awesome. They're great records. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and they came around here once. I don't know if you if you caught them. If you, I saw them live once. Yeah, I did not. I did not catch them. I am. I I notoriously miss every big show that comes through. Oh, oh, that's all good. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be back yeah. once things are getting going in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, um, every time I die is coming back through, and like, he has a feature on their new record, so he may. Mm. maybe he'll turn up you know, you know? <laughs> yeah i know that every time i die record i love it i think every time i die comes up at least once every episode because i i love that <laughs> band so much uh yeah no everything about that band yeah yeah so has gaucho been your first band you've ever started playing in uh my first like serious band yeah yeah it's um i mean before that kind of same old story just sort of like trying to put stuff together and like you know craigslist meeting up with dudes and they just kind of want to play covers or whatever you know what i mean but yeah it's the first thing i've like gotten together and managed to like do stuff with really Uh, and have you grown up in toronto is that like where you're is that your stomping grounds uh i'm actually from saskatchewan oh wow really yeah, yeah, but uh, I mostly grew up around like the Niagara area. Um, my parents moved me out there when I was like seven, uh, and I was there from like around that time till I guess when I was like 18, 19, and I just moved to Toronto uh, around I think I was 20. So I've been here almost nine years now, but uh, yeah, mostly, mostly yeah, Niagara. Hey, eh? like what, 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 what city? Uh, well, primarily Niagara Falls, like downtown Niagara Falls. Cool. Yeah. Oh, right on, right on. That's that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, so like, what got you? It was it just kind of like what got you into heavy music growing up? Was it was it just breezy showing you the chariot? Well, I mean, like <laughs> growing up. No, of course not. Um, as far as growing up goes, I guess like my earliest exposure to heavy music would have been like as a kid. My brother was really into like death metal and uh, a lot of that shit. So I got exposed to a lot of like like cannibal corpse and like 90s like florida death metal when i was like really young but yeah uh probably my brother when i was like around 10 or 11 exposing me to like death metal and like grindcore i remember hearing uh anal cunt the first time when i was like 12 <laughs> and being like this is unreal this is the craziest thing i've ever heard um and yeah at that point i had, i was already into like punk a lot like just the whole skate punk and like punk rock thing and just ha- hearing that attitude applied in like a heavy context just kind of blew me away yeah and it just ended up you know led you to end up playing it right that's awesome i suppose yeah <laughs> so what have been some of your favorite ontario bands in the last couple of years or so what's caught your attention 
caught my attention. Uh, well, I mean, like, Trauma Lanes was a big one. Uh, it actually made me really sad to see them go. Because um, you featured on their EP, right? I did. Yeah, that last EP that they put out. Um, they had a they had a ton of features on that. Like, yeah, Saturn was on that. Everybody was on that. that you were awesome. The three of you were on the one song, right? You, Sally, and uh, Cole, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool I've been out. Uh, yeah, Deadly Game is insane. Their uh, their latest release was unfucking real. Uh, Gavel is really heavy. I can't wait to hear their their stuff like recorded. Um, they've been they've been coming out the, playing a couple of live shows uh, re- recently, but I guess they haven't released their EP yet. I think they're recording it right now, but their live set is very insane. Uh, Rust, Rust are always really good. I, anytime I wanna, I wanna just fucking beat my head against the wall. I'll throw some Rust on. It's always good. Right on. So I mean, I I, I normally do like deep dives on people's like Instagram or whatever, and uh, I notice you're a fairly private person. I is have you been crafting? Like I see that you got like a homebrew studio. Is that what you've been doing so far? So like over the pandemic, like really kind of crafting in and honing in on like your score uh, recording skills. Yeah, I mean, I've been kind of working on that big time, um, just kind of building experience and getting trying to build a clientele out of that. Um, been writing a lot of music and focusing on recording and getting all these videos and everything done. Um, mostly a lot of that. I also work in uh, like AV and stuff. So I do that as well on the side. Um, uh, I'm really into like tapes and B movies and like horror movies. Oh, cool. Cool. Did you watch yeah. a bunch over since like, uh, you know, Halloween? Yeah, I actually, I, I just got back into uh, like tape collecting over the pandemic because I was like, what am I going to do? So I got a VCR again. And before I know it, I have a huge tel- shelf full of tapes, um, particularly like bad horror movies. If it's, if it's, if it's got really like shitty gore effects and everything looks really bad, it's cheap looking. I, that's, that's like my, that's candy to me. I love that. There was this really bad horror movie I watched in high school. Uh, you, I don't know if I'll ever even find it. It's called the hard rock zombies. Uh, it's a wild, wild movie. If you ever find it, you ever see it. If uh, it's a interesting premise. These band, this like metal band turns into zombies. And then I think I'll be honest. I think zombie Hitler attacks town. Like, like things get, that sounds so great. um, That was like a weird thing in the eighties. There was like in the late eighties, there was all these like rock band horror movies. There's, (laughs) there's so many, um, there's one called like Jocko. There's like you could list off a bunch of them, and they're all kind of the same like like premise. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. You could do like a whole marathon of them. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, before we get into some anecdotes, are you a pet person? Do you have any pets? Yeah, I have a cat named Schrodinger. Uh, Schrodinger? Actually, I, yeah. Where's that name come yeah. from? Uh, like Schrodinger's cat, like it's like a quantum physics thing. Um, it's like the dorkiest thing you could name your cat, really. Quantum physics is that what you're is that what you like are into? You, um, I don't know, I guess kind of. I'm really into <laughs> Star Trek. I watch like an embarrassing amount of Star Trek. Oh, right on, sort of like inspires me to be kind of into science on like a really surface level. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. There is an overwhelming amount of Star Trek uh, 
you know, movies and TV shows. Where would I, if I would to, to, to try and get into Star Trek, where would I start? Like season three of the next generation is where all the like gold is. Okay. All right. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patrick Stewart and in his prime. That's beautiful. There we go. <laughs> right on. <laughs>
So let's uh, let's get into some anecdotes. Tell me some of the wildest stories you have from uh, being in a band, whether it's on the road or in the studio or anything in between. Okay, I've I've got a couple actually. Um, the first one that comes to mind uh, when we were recording the demo for the first Gaojo EP before we ended up going with Nick, we we went to a friend's like home studio in his basement, and I guess like he had just finished recording some keyboards for this like some kind of symphonic metal band or something i'm not exactly sure what it was but we walk in and there's these two dudes they were legit like these they were vikings like i don't exaggerate when i say that these men were vikings they were like they were both like they were giant fucking muscle creatures like they were both built like a brick shit house and they were both like six one wearing these like super deep v-necks and they're drinking fucking champagne <laughs> And we walk in, I'm like eating Doritos and they're like, oh, like, hello, my name is Zagliff. What kind of metal do you guys play? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just sitting like, oh, do we play hardcore? And they, like, I think they played us a bit of their demo. And he's like, oh, it's pretty cool, right? It's like medieval castle with no electricity. Like, it was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time they were just saying like weird shit like that. They're like, oh, don't mind all these fruity keyboards. And like, it was it was the strangest experience they jump on a horse right after they're done recording they're like see you later and they just jump on a horse and see you like i would not have even been surprised if they did like i would it would have been like yeah like that's how those guys just travel they had like a there was just like this this lady with them too who was like much older like i think she was one of their moms i don't know but she she a ghost she could have been. She could have been some <laughs> kind of like Viking ghost, like some sort of like spirit guide thing. I this don't is know. getting weirder and weirder. That's that's a crazy. Do you think they were just really into D&D or this is their life? I honestly couldn't tell you. I think I, I think they were just really into it, man. I think they were just like, yeah, like this is this is who I'm going to be today. Today I'm fucking Zagleaf. I don't oh, know. I, his name wasn't actually that. It was something like really like nordic though you know what i mean like it was very swiss sounding in my head it was just like yeah your name's like like gangu gargal yeah squizgar i don't know what your name is yeah it was it was like it it was it was like the real life equivalent of squizgar but way more muscular i was scared that's great and more muscular that's way more muscular like he was a big dude he was these were not small men oh man did the beard full like viking beard the one guy had a Viking beard. The one guy did not. <laughs> the other guy was. The, you have to have one clean-shaven guy to be the leader. Right? Yeah, that's, that's right. The, that's right. That's the. Like that movie. You ever see that movie Thirteenth Warrior? Mm, no, I that. haven't. That's a that's a weird movie. That's like it's like an Antonio Banderas movie from like the nineties <laughs> that nobody saw. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? The Thirteenth Baron. The Thirteenth Warrior. Oh. <laughs> ten out of ten. Weird movie. <laughs> there's bear people uh and he's and is antonio the 13th warrior yeah yeah he's um they they cast him playing like an arabic man which is maybe slightly inappropriate nowadays but yeah you know that's who they had at the time they had that's, antonio Banderas. that's all they had yeah that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> do you play D yourself i know i've posted a bit of D stuff before and oh I absolutely, absolutely yeah yeah so, i love it i actually i ran a star trek D thing for a little while with my brother oh that's so cool it was like ultra nerdy yeah 
but as D and D games go, it kind of fell off, you know. Yeah, as but, they um, do. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love nerdy shit, just kind of in general. D and D especially is a lot of fun. <laughs> I like being the DM. Oh yeah, you, you love being the D- that's great. Yeah, I just get to write. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're running uh, Curse of Strahd right now. We're just just about to finish it. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like a vampire themed one. Right on. You got any more anecdotes for me? I do actually. We played um we played a show in Oshawa uh this one time and there was like a motorcycle rally happening at the same day there was all these like biker dudes everywhere like just a cacophony of blues rock all down the street it was super weird so when we get to the bar and we load in the sound guys wearing leather pants which was an immediate fucking red flag was it friday the 13th it i don't know it might have been i think it might have been that might have made sense but he's wearing he was wearing leather pants, like not in a fun way, like in like a Miller Lite kind of way. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like we're sound checking from like 15 feet away and he's like talking over the PA like, OK, is that good enough? Like, can you hear? Like, it was right from the get go. Super weird. The shitters had no doors on the stall, like not even on the stalls. Like if you were taking your shit, you could look out from from sitting on the toilet and see directly out to the bar. You could like wave out to the bar at people while you were pooping. So there was no pooping going on in the venue. That wasn't happening. Um, during our set, literally fucking everything fell apart, too. Like, cymbal stands started coming down. Shit started cutting out. I think somebody's amp died. The sound guy was, like, he, like, came up and started, like, moving mics around and shit while we're, like, swinging our guitars around like idiots and doing high, high kicks and shit. Like, it was ridiculous. And then at the end, we got paid in a weirdly specific amount of change. Like it was like forty-seven thirty-five or something, and we we all got falafel with it after. <laughs> That's but the I, shitty I schwa. The, it was so bizarre. It was definitely the specifically the shitters. Like you could you could sit on the toilet and see the bar. Like you could probably order a drink from the toilet. That's wild. Why would uh, do you think they just broke off or that that was a design choice? It really it it didn't look like there was any sort of damage. Like, I think it was just like they were like, yeah, you know what? They don't need doors. They don't need doors. Yeah, they're good like this. (laughs) That's a wild story. Oh, man. And and nobody pooped. I think I found out later to the sound guy was actually like, don't quote me on this, but somebody told me he's an actual like slash impersonator. I was like, there's no way that that's a thing, but apparently it is. I don't know. It's like that South Park episode where like uh, Slash is just like Santa Claus where like in, they're they're not real people. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's that's a great. Good, yeah, there's a great South Park episode where like uh, they the, all the kids realize that like at, at one of their birthdays growing up, Slash was at their uh, birthday and uh, they all put it together that Slash isn't real, just like Santa Claus. That's pretty great. I, I wouldn't even be surprised to find out that Slash is some kind of like folk myth. You know, like you t- it's like Frosty. You take his hat away and he turns to dust or something. There was a there was one time my wife and I won tickets uh, off off the radio station to to go see 
slash when he was doing that solo thing with like miles kennedy um mm-hmm. and the only reason i was mildly interested and i think the only reason why i went out of my way to try and win these tickets was because i don't know if you've ever heard the band foxy Sajam. uh they're a weird weird like uh i, I don't even know necessarily how to describe them but they they met at like a uh Berkeley uh, and like so they're all crazy musicians and uh, they nerd out together and they got you know what I'll send you one of their first records it's really wild you can't even find it on uh, Spotify or like uh, Bandcamp or anything like that it's like one of those okay like their first the first record they have is pretty tame compared to what they first put out it's like really like a screamo but it's got piano like I think you would especially would really like it I'll have to remember that I'm gonna write that down for you I love the sound of that. Yeah, so uh, I saw uh, Slash for about one song, and then my wife and I were like, let's get the hell out of here. This is fucking, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, uh, that's my, so I think uh, Slash is a real person, but I didn't get up close, so it could have been. Yeah, it's a double, man. Yeah. (laughs) You never know. Could be. It's like the mall Santas, man. It's not really Santa. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, what's your go-to gas station snack? My go-to gas station snack. It's always. It's actually really hard because there's two vegans in our band. Uh, me being one of them. Uh, so I often struggle with that. But basically anything like potato-based uh, or actually fuck what am i saying uh, sweet chili heat sweet chili heat doritos dude every time every time. nice they're nice vegan, they're delicious they're spicy they'll keep you alive they're good that's great that's great i was just eating last night um there's a uh, ruffles has got these like big crunch hot wing to potato chips the, i could i ate the whole bag love it that's fucking that sounds delicious (laughs) you know what's weird a lot of the time like if you're like like trying to find vegan chips a lot of the time the bacon flavor is always the vegan one really just like paprika and like liquid smoke and shit usually yeah oh interesting there you go yeah that's a lot of the time that's my default i'm like fuck none of these are vegan bacon that's the vegan one Right on. And being in Toronto, there's so many vegan places. I mean, I, I imagine like that. Oh, I'm, I'm spoiled rotten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever I want here. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so if you if Gouge Out was at the size of Metallica, what would be your rock star dream writer? What would be in the green room waiting for you? Damn. Uh, well, I know Ben's going to want some Paps Blue Ribbon. I mean, I, we're all going to want that. We all want Paps blue ribbon. We're gonna have some PBRs. Uh full spread of falafel. Definitely falafel. Uh like the full stick, like the stick actually like twirling on the thing. Oh my god, like the whole yeah, dude. That would be wild. That, yeah, <laughs> that's going in there. That's going in there. And uh yeah, I mean, I guess in, in this scenario, if we're like if we have access to whatever Metallica has, like we can have a full deep fryer back there if we want. Yeah, you got like every everything's prepared for you. Like it's a, yeah. it's pretty much a whole shawarma shop in the the green room. It's, I'm it's, into that. It's a, it's yeah, a shawarma shop stocked with PBR, and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. That's perfect. And a lot of black coffee because I can't live without that. And then maybe some uh, TV in the corner playing like uh, some VHS tapes, playing some old horror oh, yeah. movies. Oh yeah, yeah, like like 
cheapo horror movies though or like you know somebody's home tapes of star trek episodes with the commercials still on them like one thing on the writer is like go to a thrift store and find an old <laughs> movie an old tube tv yeah it, can't even be, it has to be a crt <laughs> that's great that's great that uh sick. what are uh what are some of your top five favorite artists of all time of all time damn Okay, like musical artists? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I already said the chariot. That's uh, that's a definite. Um, Hell yeah. I'll do a blanket one. I'll just say Ian Mackay because he's sort of like one of my heroes. Uh, um, just in general, just everything he's done is awesome. Um, we got three more here, right? Eh? Uh, da 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 da. At the drive-in, that's definitely going on there. Uh, Cannibal Ox. They're uh, like a rap, a 90s rap duo from New York. I think they're produced by LP. It's Vast Air and Portal Mega. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, LP used to run a, a, a label, Jux, Jux, Juxtapose or something. Yeah, Can't, yeah. Everything a dude touches turns to gold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Geez, number five. Five is such a it's such a tight number. I guess I'll I'll I, hmm. No, I normally five three is a good way to end it if you can't think of five because uh someone someone threw no, the I question. I can think of five. I just can't narrow it down to five. Oh. That's the thing. Um, I'll throw converge in there. That's an easy one. Cool. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, that band is such a friggin' as they've yeah. they've preserved their sound and like for so long. Like they're just. So them, like you can't go wrong with Converge. Andy Falkus as a bonus one. I'm going to throw that in. Number six, Andy Falkus. Everything he's touched. I don't know if I know that artist. Uh, he's like a Welsh musician. He did uh, a band called McCluskey in the early 2000s. And now he's got a band called Future of the Left. Uh, really cool, like post-hardcore, like noise rocky kind of stuff. You should definitely check them out. Uh, do you got any more anecdotes for me before we wrap up? Any more bandit though? Let me see. I told you the Oshawa story and I told you about the Vikings. Um, hmm, I don't have anything else written down here. Yeah, that's fair. But let me think. Oh, Ben told Ben told you some of the some of some of the best ones we have already. Yeah, um, like the guy with the DMT. Yeah, yeah, that guy was wild. That guy was wild. I fully threw knives with that guy. I thought it would be cool. I was like, okay, like, let's throw the knives. Let's do it. <laughs> I survived. Nothing happened. But um, are Kill Room still doing shows? Uh, so I guess after that one where the cops showed up, they had some trouble. But I think they're back at it again now. Uh, they started doing them again. I think at the end of October. I think they got it all figured out. They paid whatever they had to pay to do it. Oh, right on. Yeah, now that everything's back at capacity, they're able to just do it now. Well, that's awesome. Right on, right on. Well, well, Nate, I think we'll uh, we'll end it there. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, it's been a really good uh, really good time chatting. Where yeah. can all the listeners find all the social medias? And if there's anything else you have left to plug, give them a shout out now. Oh, absolutely. So Gouge Out and Still Numb Music both uh, can be found on Instagram and Facebook under the same tags. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well under Gouge Out with a zero. 
Uh, House Fire is coming out December 31st, and there's more to come after that. So, yeah, stick around and uh, see what we got. Hell yeah. So we're going to end the show with Arborall. Did I say that right? Arborall, that is it. (laughs) Arborall, awesome. Take it easy, Nate. Thanks, man. There you have it. That was my conversation with Nate of Gouge Out and Still Numb. We got the show started off with a song called Flood Myth by Gouge Out. And in the middle, we played Nine Eyed. And then at the end there, we played the brand new single by the band Arboro. 
That's all by Gouge Out. Uh, and they also got a single coming out later this month, just before Christmas. So keep your ear to the ground for that. That's going to be a great time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review in whatever podcast app you're listening to. Leave a comment. Helps the algorithm. Helps me. Tell a friend about the show. Tell a friend about all the cool music that you hear. Spread the good word about all the cool underground tunes that are happening in Ontario, Canada. Uh, and if you're a band yourself and you want to be a part of the show in any capacity, reach out. Banecdotes at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to be featured on the New Music of the Month episode, you get a single coming out in December. You get a single coming out in January. Let me know. I'll feature them on the show. And if you have an old band, an old demo that didn't make it to YouTube or to the Internet, you just have an old physical copy of an old demo that you guys just threw together, send it my way. I would love to feature it on the Throwback Thursday episodes that I do. Love to do that. All right, folks, I'm quite hungry. I'm getting out of here. Take it easy. <laughs>